Combo Nation. We're here, man. Episode four, five, six. Thank you to everyone who tunes into the show across the globe. Don't forget to rate, review, let me know how you feel about the show wherever you listen to Combos Court and get this done for me. Punch down on that subscribe button if you haven't already. Today's show was recorded in person in New York City. That's right, hometown of Combo. And New York's own S.O.N. Heineken of the Bag Fuel Podcast joined in to talk the landscape of podcasting, one-hit wonders in hip-hop, the Jalen Brunson contract, greatest guards in college basketball history, and much more. Just a fantastic conversation with S.O.N. Heineken. You could catch Bag Fuel on YouTube, go subscribe there and check out their Instagram page. That is Bag Fuel, B A G F U E L. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Combo's court. We'll talk about what Combo wants to talk about. Here He's here are. in the building, man. But I'm really proud of these guys. Bag fuel in the building. Heineken, SO. Appreciate you guys coming through, man. How you feeling today? Yeah, of course, of course. I'm actually ready to talk sports, man. I'm, I'm, we, I'm, I'm kind of excited about this. What's up with you, huh? I just want to say Combo's the only human, I think, right now in this industry that can get us out this early in the morning. Not to say we're not morning people, but it was quite an adventure getting out here. For him, I just took an Uber. Yeah. <laughs> I got dropped off right now. I said, boom. Good. <laughs> I, mm. uh, not as much battle rap as I used to. I know Heineken's smart. We could talk about that. Thank we could talk about that as well. Like no, yeah. let's talk about sports. How you want to talk about clickbait and battle rap on Combo's court? Because that's why I brought you guys in. I talk uh, about sports yeah. every other episode, oh, but let's start with podcasting. Because got, uh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> so, you know, I know Esso's a planner, Heineken. Um, I love the idea of five-year plans, but I do also believe that if you work at the task at hand, you work day to day, it creates opportunities mm-hmm. that you probably never even thought could have existed. How do you balance those two things, Heineken? Focusing on the day-to-day, but also planning for the long-term. Um, if you're solely by yourself with no team, God bless you, you're going to go nuts. I think the fact that he's a planner and I'm a day-to-day, it actually works in a unified front. Because what he's good at, he can tackle. And what I'm good at, I can tackle. And then we just mer- the, the. I think the most difficult part is merging it together. So what he has expectations for us, I don't view it that way. And what I have expectations for ourselves, he doesn't view it that way. So we just bring it together. So day by day and five years down the line, we're all hitting our goals. So is that so more the long term thinker and you're more of the day to day? Um, He's more of the practical thinker and I'm more of the abstract thinker, if that makes sense. <laughs> what? You didn't ask me. You, you asked him. How do you feel about that, S.O.? I don't know. I'm, I'm just. You're not doing this. I don't know stuff, and you're not doing the bully stuff today. I no, so you're gonna no, talk. No, we're here to podcast. No, no. I'm a thinker. Period. You know what I'm saying? I think about long term. 
more so because uh, I've been in a business longer than everybody else. I've filed for bankruptcy. I've had money thinking the money was never going to stop coming. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And then it just stopped coming. So when you go through those type of things, you learn lessons. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I planned, yeah, but then there's nothing like the, you know, the um, going through it. You know what I'm saying? Once yeah. you go through it and you gain experience, that's like the telltale story. I've had a lot of experience from a young age. You know what I'm saying? From being 22 inside this business, 21. You know what I'm saying? So when you have that experience, it teaches you how to plan long term, although I'm dealing short term. Right. Example, quick. We have bag fuel, but we also have eight bar clips. Right, most people want will wait for bag fuel to get to a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, and then try to launch something else. We launched it a while we're making our way up because I'm thinking long term that we need to be doing something else, but I'm also thinking short term that we need to do it now too to create something like around an excitement around what we're doing with the show that we're putting out. But I'm sure you've seen through the journey that it's created some opportunities. That you probably didn't even think about because it started with bag fuel. Let's focus on bag fuel. And then mm -hmm. other opportunities arose, mm -hmm. whether it was eight at the table or the barbershop that you guys were at. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important. Hot to think new hip hop. Hot, hot new, new hip hop. Hip -hop. This 50? This is 50. That's right. So, I mean, that's the the, your universe is always changing, right? As even if you plan for the future, and I love planning for the future. The universe, and as I said already, like it just the opportunities come in a way you can't even really plan for, right? Uh, yeah, but you know, I think when you're excelling at this craft and you're really putting in that work, people just tend to gravitate and bring you around certain scenarios. Just think about, you know, when you got to play against J.R. Smith. That's because you're nice, he's nice, you're friends with Clue, you're friends with Esso. That's not something a lot of dudes are going to get to do in their lifetime. Let's just keep it real. And with our situation, a lot of it is relationships. A lot of it is work that we put in. Um, also recognizing an opportunity. Like I remember when we got the call for the hot new hip hop, it was for something totally different. And then we was able to spin that versus how we were working with this is 50. We was able to spin that and barbershop show, et cetera, et cetera. Eight at the table. The eight at the table thing was so random. If you think about it, it wasn't even supposed to happen the way it did, but right. Did you ever think you were going to be in a relationship show? <laughs> I did. No. Well, you thought Esso was going to be. Yes. He, he hates giving relationship advice. And no, I'm like, it's not but, my, it's not my thing. But I always say people always hate the things that they're really good at. And the things that they really want to be good at, sometimes it doesn't materialize. Yeah. Um, you know what? You guys always did a great job of, of bringing the video component to what's going on. Um, you know, when I What first, you mean? Because you guys, even in the beginning, were focused on video more than audio. And audio is really important. Like, that was my focus in the beginning. And obviously, you could see here, I'm getting more into the video part of it. I mean, I was doing video stuff before the pandemic. And obviously, I'm on Zoom a lot with the virtual stuff. But where do you see this all going? Because in the beginning of podcasting, I think a lot of people thought about it as Radio 2.0 or uh, if, uh, you know, it was digital on demand radio. And now I think a lot of people consume podcasts in video form just as much. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Because everybody's watching YouTube. 
It's almost like it starts, it used to start with the audio and go to the video, and now I feel like it's more like watch us on video, and if you can't catch it there, like if you're walking your dog or driving, I, then then I, listen to it on audio. Exactly. Audio, audio for podcasts flourishes in car drives and people that work out or are cleaning the house and they want to get some type of inspiration. Multitasking. Yeah. Other than that, if you're just lounging and you're around a bunch of people and you want to consume that content and you want to see the reaction, like when, when Esso was like, you love him. Part of the reason why it works is him pointing at the camera, ready to, like you could see the passion. He's like, it, it, you, it looked like he's ready to spit on a mother effer. You know what I mean? So does that clip go extremely viral if you don't see the passion and the animation towards him? Probably because the mics sound great. You know, it's a moment. Yeah, SO could switch emotions like that. He'll be like in this mode. Oh, like We've seen it for years. It'll be like, we be chilling. We had, I saw him go off. I'm like, yo, chill. So don't mother tell me to chill. I'm like, okay, cool. What are you going to do? Um, but a, but it, it's it's help, it's allowed us to be successful, yeah. You know, so you know, however you look at it, not everything is you know y- y- unilateral. You know, it's not straightforward. You're gonna have those bumps or roads. Just, I'm a reactor. That's why mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't put out no like harshness and no negative stuff. When I walk in the door, I just walk in regular. Now, my chameleon sense is I can play off of how you're dealing with me. You know what I'm saying? So if you're dealing with me in a dignified manner, I'm going to be the most dignified person in the world. Combo thinks uh, you're full of uh, If you come at me. Combo thinks you're full of Sometimes you'll just be in a mood, bro, where you want to argue. You think so? I guess it's just semantics. Because let's say I ask, and I want to ask him later about this, like, Who's Wemby's NBA comp? And then I say in the title, Wemby, uh, Heineken thinks Wemby's the next KD. I'm not saying you think that. He's I'm close just, to that. I'm just, you, I'm just uh, saying, though, is that clickbait? No. It's it's drawing attention to that clip. I'm debating them if in. He doesn't min- if, he doesn't, if he doesn't mention anything about KD, yes, that's clickbait. Well, that, that's crazy. I man. mean, but, but, but it all depends. Because people try to have these hot takes to draw 100%. an audience. Whatever I say, I believe it. So when I sat here with you and Esso and I said, Luca's the next Larry Bird, and y'all laughed in my face. And Nothing wrong with that. I Clue laughed. laughed. Clue laughed. No. Clue laughed hysterically. He's you, like, you said Luca was going to be we, good. We, we know because we were at the 40-40. We bet, all and said, I told Esso that Luca's going to be the best player in this draft. And he's like, no, he's going to be hurt. He's too slow. He's still Y'all hurt. both right, though. He's Y'all both hurt. right, though. Y'all both he's right. He's still always Hold hurt. On. He's hurt right now. Is he not the best player in that draft? He's yes. Be- in my opinion. And he's not hurt? Yes. When he's not hurt, he's the best player in the <laughs> in league. In my opinion, he's the best player in the league, but not a lot of people. No, no, I, don't, I can't. Come on, come on, come bro. On, come on now. My opinion. They're going to start saying that because you're white. Right. You're saying that. That's fine. That's okay. Don't, can don't I, get, can I say he's top five? Yeah, he can't be best All right. Player you got him over Giannis? Combo. Combo. Over Embiid? I do. Oh, definitely. Over Jokic? Giannis is a conversation. I think him and Embiid is. What has he done except go to one Western Conference Finals that you're ranking him over If that's the case, you might as well have Giannis. Giannis, he's not better than Tatum. I'm taking oh, Tatum over Dodgers. I'm taking Tatum over Dodgers. Stop. First of all, Tatum plays. Yeah. Tatum goes deep in the and playoffs. And went to the all- finals. Tatum goes deep in the playoffs all the time. What are you talking about? Combo, if you think. Combo be talking on. about who he like. No, if you, who's the best? If yo. you think Doncic is number one, by, de- by default, Trey Young is number two in the league then. Trey Young is 
Under is he the second best no. player in the NBA? Trae Young can't have Doncic number one, bro. Here's the thing. Here's the you thing. know Trey Young is my Here's player. Here's so that's his guy. Yo, so don't, so don't, tricky. Don't try to give. Don't try to I give him all his game. Come on, man. You Trae love Doncic. I love them both. Look, no, no, listen, you like Trey. I don't know them personally. You I like Trey. I don't know them personally neither. Okay, but here, here's the thing. What's up, combo? For years, and I don't want to compare Luca to Michael Jordan, right? But Mike oh, did gonna vomit. <laughs> but Mike did not have the team to win a championship. But he was the best player in the league. Giannis, Tatum, Embiid, all these guys have better basketball teams. Middleton than ain't even been playing. If you give Luca Middleton ain't even been playing. These type of teams, they have a great team. Brooke Lopez Middleton. is playing like an all-star. Come on, Brooke Lopez is good because all he's got, hold on, hold on. get out of here. Hold on, hold on. Brooke Lopez was trash. Nobody even wanted him until he got with Giannis. Don't even try it. So so then by definition, by definition, right? Joe, by definition of what you're saying, Joe. with Kyrie alone. Lucas should win the championship because yeah. Giannis did it with Chris Middleton. Not, and you're not going to tell me Kyrie's what are you better. you talking about? It's not, can, can Chris Middleton is better Kyrie's than Kyrie. Better than, Kyrie's better than Middleton. Can I talk? Dallas does not have the depth or defense that Milwaukee has. They don't. Milwaukee's a better team. Boston's a better two-way team. All these teams are better. Luka is the best player in the league. He just doesn't have the team yet. And then, first of all, I told him last year, and, and, and Lucas is man. And I, I fuck said, with Lucas. I said, I said he he, he rocks with Luca. Okay, I said, yeah, I don't I hate said, him. I said you Luke, should too. I said Lucas too slow. <laughs> I said, on, stop, I said wait, stop, stop, stop. I said wait, stop. This is what happened. Yo, this is what he listen. Listen, listen. He argued me down. He argued me down. When Luca got hurt, did they go on the run? But you know what? Wait, why did they go on the run? Why did they go on the run? And they and they sped up the pace of the game. Now combo. You, why they went on that run? Jalen Brunson. And he's like, I was like, yo, Jalen's that deal. He's like, hi, not for nothing, no offense. You never played basketball. You're you're bugging. He's like, I rock with JB. And when he went to the Knicks, he's like, yo, why'd they give this guy a hundred mil? Had, did the Knicks get fleeced or not, Esso? No, nah, they they got their money's worth. Yeah. He's a, that's a great contract. That's they a great. He overshot yeah, his contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now money. to Esso's oh, point, I can't say he overshot his contract with a half a year. Bro, I mean, yo, the yes, contract yes. for yo, yes, yes. he overshot. This is why I can't talk to y'all. Hey, this why this why I don't like talking. Not? To y'all. Yo, about, a dude played for fifty games and he overshot his whole name, contract. Think about all the name chasing the Knicks have done over the years. The years, and this was probably one of their best decisions. Yeah, ain't nobody a bigger Knicks fan than me. Okay, we agree. You right. should be happy now. Though. I, yo, I am happy, but let's not talk about fifty games he overshot his whole five he year did. contract. We're not doing that. You're a Nets fan. Change the team around. You did. You're a Nets fan. Around. Don't judge my Knicks. You're a Nets fan. I don't even know what team you even like. I you like the I'm Mavericks. A, I'm no. a fan of no team. And anywhere where Luka Doncic is at, that's where Combo is Let going. Let me show you how he overshot his contract. The Knicks were projected to win 39 games by all the experts. What we got 39 right now? Probably 42. So he's playing like an All NBA player. Yeah, All NBA check, player. Fact check that. How many games do the Knicks win? Because like forty two. You got to fact. We don't have time for this that. This is a right sports now, show. You got to fact check. I'm gonna do it right now. Show you bucking. It's all right Yo, here. see, with we're teaching. Well, yo, y'all should be glad because we're teaching him about the camera right now because he don't fact check because he be talking on a microphone on his radio yo, too and all of that. You, no fact check. Yo, combo. You played college basketball, right? Mm-hmm. So you saw the top point guard list of how college. many wins do the Knicks got? For, for Forty-two. You? I was right. Anyways, um, and Cavs got forty-five. So they were showing the top college point guards, right? Of all time. Of all time. Do you know this guy said that Kyrie should be ranked ahead of Jay Williams? He didn't play enough games. There you go. 
I told him Jay Wills is at least top Kyrie five. Kyrie playing in the Final Four? No, he only played Kyrie 10 played games. Kyrie played in the Final Four? No, he didn't. Kyrie played in the Final Four. Jay Wills went to three Final Fours. Kyrie what are you talking played. about, bro? Jay Will had a better college career. Kyrie played Pistol in the Final Pete's Four. definitely in the mix. You know who's in the mix for real, for real, though? You know why Can I, I said that? Go. Chris Jackson. You know why I said that? Abdul Raouf. You know why if I said that? Play, they, have Ty, like they have Ty Lawson on the list. Ahead of everybody. Stop it. But this is just college. That's all. Stop it. I can't have Ty Lawson. Magic Johnson is the number one point guard ever to play college basketball. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Magic Johnson, the kid that went to Michigan State, is the number one point guard to ever play college basketball. And I also said Stephon Marbury should be up there the way he dominated. Kenny Anderson should be up there the way he dominated. Talking about one year? It doesn't matter if it's one year. It's about who, who they dominate and if they was the Jay, best. If they Jay did Williams shit. dominated. Jay Will should be on the list. I guarantee you that. He should definitely be in front of Ty Lawson. All of them. All right, then. So I say, yo, my guy, Kyrie Irving, should be up there. If you putting all these... Bro, bro 11 games? Yo, bro. 11, that's this. You just hold on, and hold on. Ty hold Lawson on. is up there. Kyrie can be up there. Let that's my you, argument. Let, let, let me show you something. He just complained about what? Brunson didn't play enough games to overshoot his contract. But then in the same breath... Off 11 games, Kyrie should be on that high-up list. He's proven no. already. Now, come on. You know that guy. He, That's Kyrie not fair. He didn't play enough. He didn't play I enough. I said I made my argument. It was it was a sarcastic <laughs> argument because if Ty oh, Lawson— So you don't really believe that? No, no. Because but, but, okay. but it was an <laughs> argument because I'm like, if Ty Lawson is up here, we can put anybody up here. Well, what are we talking five? about? It was top five? He was— like it was 12. top 14. He it was, was top 12. 14. Yeah, no, he was Ty Lawson? Yes. I mean, in top 14, I'm not mad at it. He had a great college career. Like, oh, oh shit. I was being sarcastic got by you, saying if Ty Lawson. I think like two guys that have to be on the list are Pistol Peter, Chris Jackson, Mahmoud Abdul Rahman. Yeah, Chris, Chris Jackson should be up there. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I never see, I've never seen too much tape of Pistol Pete in college. 44 games. I saw, I saw I saw a little bit. It was just looking ridiculous like he was playing against a bunch of JV ball players, the tapes that I saw. But well, he averaged 25 in the league, so. Yeah, no. <laughs> and that's why I said that Kyrie should be up there, too, because look what he's doing in the league. See? You see how he bought the league up? Well, you no, see, but, you but see but how he transferred? But you see how? Listen to his thought process. He transferred and said, but he averaged 25. Yeah, but, but, but a lot of Pistol guys. Pete's resume was crazy in college first. Three years, 40 four points a game. No three-point line. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. So if that was the case, why did you even mention the NBA? Because it mattered. Oh, no. Because it mattered. No, 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 no. I mentioned NBA because okay, you why? mentioned JV. And I'm like, Playing he did this week. in the best league in the world. So he was okay, doing well okay, back then okay, when okay. it wasn't yeah, the best league what, in the world. Okay, like, okay, okay, okay. He's that dude. All right. You guys get so excited about the basketball talk, but he, this guy also is like this when it talks to music. Um, <laughs> you know, you guys asked Cassidy... How? What's the criteria for ranking rappers all time? Yeah. So I'd like to ask you, Heineken, because I have my thoughts on it. But how do you rank it? Uh, total package. Um, how you how you um, captivate the audience? Your performance. I, I I still say album sales matter, no matter how people much feel. Oh, it's manufactured marketing budgeting. I think the fact that you you're able to produce great songs and have the label say. We're going to put this money into you to drive this album because we believe your talent is going to recoup back for us in large scale. So if you're considered to be one of these top rappers, that has to matter within that. Your bars, your lyricism, who you did records with, what were you, what were you doing in your era, all of that matters to me. 
How you ship culture, too. Do you guys want to hear my thoughts on it? Uh, it's your show. Yeah, combo score. Jay-Z has the best discography. Drake makes the hip- best hip-hop music. And nobody raps better than Jadakiss. Okay. How do they say Drake makes the best hip-hop music? Makes the best songs. In he my sings, opinion. Luca is his favorite player. So you sings should... a lot. <laughs> what? He sings a lot. How, it's part of hip-hop now. Not actually. It's like singing. positionless basketball. You whoa, gotta be a hybrid. On. You gotta be a singing hybrid. Singing is part of hip hop yeah, now? Yeah. Why not? Nah, nah bro. bro. And I'm very flexible with the knowledge. You can sing in hip hop. You know I love bars. You know I love battle rap. No, no, no. You can sing in But Drake got bars, though. You can sing. No, no, no. Yo, Esso, Esso. If that's the case, then. R&B should be considered in the rap. She's Wait not a, a second. Top five if you rapper. have bars and then you happen to sing too, is that a knock against you? No, you said Drake makes the best hip-hop music. In my opinion. I'm not sick of it. If you go back through all his songs, the music he has made over the years in hip-hop, he, I, I feel like nobody he's can half, compare. He's half and half. He's half hip-hop, half singing. Mm. That's to me. But you consider Drake a rapper, right? Yeah. No, I consider him a rapper. I consider Drake an artist. Well, he's definitely an artist and a I, rapper. He I can consider rap. him a no, rapper. No, no, no. A rapper is a... See, this is the problem where people be crossing lines. A rapper is a rapper. You know what Esso does? You, you want to hear the, you wanna hear the bully? I, I don't talk music with people because y'all don't get it. I well, don't maybe like it. I'm an outsider in this. Exactly. So that's people, why I have you on to talk about like, it. People are fed, but then you like... But like, you're saying when I'm trying the, to explain... Go ahead, my when fault. Go ahead. When I'm trying to explain, people get mad when I'm trying to explain. Go ahead. A rapper is a rapper. Jadakiss is a rapper. Jadakiss is not singing. At all. A hundred percent. Oh, wait. There was a little time with Diddy, right? He was singing Jada, a little bit. He, yeah, harmonized. I'm talking about singing. Jadakiss is not making R&B records mm-hmm. at all. He's not dancing He's not, around. But, he danced a little bit. Because you, but because you have the ability to sing does not mean you're not a rapper. Am I correct or incorrect? No. What makes you not totally a rapper is that you explore that and you make R&B songs, right? And multiple of them. That makes you an artist. Period. When you look at Lauren Hill, Lauren Hill is not a rapper. She can rap. Lauren Hill is a artist. Lauren Hill sings and Lauren Hill raps. Nicki Minaj can't sing, but you know what she doesn't do? She doesn't make singing songs. Right? She's a rapper. Little Kim is a rapper. Now, when you take Missy, Missy sings and Missy raps. Missy is an artist, an artiste. It's but you, just, can you be an artist and a rapper? Yeah, some people can because definition, because Drake because because Drake is an artist and, and, and the rapper. I'm saying this. You saying Drake makes the best hip hop song? No. Well, that Drake, is Drake can make the best music. Is what I would personally say. I'm not gonna say he makes the best hip hop songs. Is his hip hop songs dope? Yeah, but he makes up too. In my mind, he's not just in a box of a rapper. Jay Z is a rapper. So okay, so Fifty's a rapper. Do you agree? Only. Do you agree with my take that Jay Z has the best discography? I mean, currently, yeah, but right now, I, I, which, I, I don't know about that. I mean, as a rapper, who has a better discography? See, it's it's all it's all relative because for me, is it volume? Jay-Z, to me, Jay Z after uh, Volume Three, uh, when he had the, it, it was the great joint when he the had, Dynasty was good. No, no after, after Volume, volume three. three, the one where they had Do It Again on it. To me, Jay Z. Was just making money, having his well, spot. He, he tried to do that volume one. Before right? that, no. Before that, Jay Z was rapping, rapping. 
Volume me, Volume One. To, he was he rapping? I'm rapping saying. Or? I said up until Volume. No, I said all the way up until Volume Three. So Volume One, I, Two, Three. I, ha- I have a disagreement though. I think mm-hmm. Volume One was very commercial and it didn't really I work didn't really as well. Like volume One. I'm volume saying, that's Two is the saying, most commercial. I'm saying. I'm saying yeah, volume that is. Two, how, yeah. Well, because well, it had the most hits. Why? Because yeah. it sold the most records. Yeah, that was commercial. a very commercial album, bro. Why? How do you say that? Money Cash. That was a no. Money Cash. Became a commercial record because people liked it. That's not a commercial. That was a commercial see, album. I, I see bro. the the problem. See, this is the problem here. Okay. Because things make a lot of noise and chart doesn't mean it was a commercial album. His commercial attempt for an album was what he's talking about when he tried to do Sunshine with Foxy and all that. That was his attempt to go the commercial uh-huh. route. When he came back with In My Lifetime, Hard Knock Life, the single, it's the hard knock. Like That was not supposed to be commercial. It's what, yeah. it's what y'all don't understand. Yeah, but Wait, no, he, he sampled an Annie song. How was it yeah, not commercial? Because, because of the beat and because of the sound. You can sample anything. You follow what I'm saying? When you took the sound, when, when you took the sound of Sunshine, right? You're not gonna compare what he was trying to do with Sunshine with the with the with the Puff Daddy trying to be commercial. That was the Puff Daddy age. He took that and said, "Yo, I can't. I'm not doing a Puff Daddy age. I'm a rapper, rapper, right? So I'm gonna come back with hard, hard knock life, money, cash, hardest, hard, hard, everything was hardest on that whole album. But I people think- just loved it. Yeah, that's commercial appeal. No, it's commercial appeal, but that wasn't a commercial album. That's a commercial album. Just the beats, the because I'm gonna tell you right now, me before that album, Jay Z sounded too much like a rapper, rapper. Like it felt like he was trying to prove a point as a rapper. When Volume Two came, I'm like, this feels like a radio rapper. If you get where I'm coming from, more of a. I don't. I mean, I, I I don't I don't see how anybody could think that Jay Z Hard Not Life Two when they first when they first heard it is gonna say this was consummate radio. It was totally against the grain. This is what I'm trying to say. Bro, that's, that's why it, it it was so against the grain. That's why it blew up and made him the king. To me, that to me before Volume Two, if you were a Jay Z fan, that was an acquired taste. When Volume Two came, I noticed the shift of girls knew who he was. Dudes are Do like, you know oh. why? Because Def Jam had more money. And the marketing ability was that this is the guy that we got and we're going to put the money behind it. That's all it is. It's the same thing I said to Space Ghost on the other show when I said everything is marketing and you love them. It's supposed to feel. Yeah, when but I get what you're saying. It's but supposed to. See, you didn't know that then. Yeah, but here's what I'm saying. We've also spoken. If your product is trash, no matter how much money you put, the eventuality is it ain't going to go anywhere. So is he a product of he caught the wave of what the pulse of the culture was and the marketing dollars? Or is it just marketing dollars? Okay. Because if you let put me, that marketing dollars in the volume one, does it hit the same way? Let me ask you a question. Let me let me ask you a question. Yeah. You think if he did Ain't No on Dev Jam that that wouldn't have been a number one record around the country with Foxy Brown? Wasn't it not a number one record? No, though? it was not. It was regional and it was not on Def Jam. So he was making records. That's my point. He was making record hard knock life. I mean, hard, um, can't 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 knock, can't knock hustle. That wasn't on Def Jam. Mm-hmm. That wasn't on Def Jam. That had Mary on it. it. Was moving, but it wasn't a number one record. You know why? They had the money. Or maybe people didn't was a feeling. They like, didn't I told have you, the money. They I was get, not with Def Jam. But I'm also saying there are people they put the money behind. 
It's very rare, but they'll bomb. I'm asking you a question. These records were big records regionally. And all I'm saying is because you because I'm, I'm, I'm showing you the difference of when you have the money to when you don't have the money. If he was at Def Jam and ain't no jumped off right there initially and they was not independent, that's a number one record. Easy. Everybody in the country knows Jay-Z from the beginning. Mm. But I think... I think most people would agree that it's a commercial album volume two. But How? maybe most people are wrong. I mean, I'm going to give you the philosophy of what I what I talk about. When you don't work in the business, 90% of the people don't work in the business. So they're going to have an Okay, and they're going to have an opinion. But see, you get a product after you're brainwashed. You're already brainwashed behind the product, and people forget. See, people forget what was going on at that time. I was there. And when coming out with this record, it was totally different. It was totally off the Richter from everybody dancing and trying to do the jiggle when wiggle. You, when you were also, another thing is when you're there, you could have a distorted reality about how it was because your emotions are involved. My, my emotions wasn't involved because I wasn't making no money off of Jay-Z. But you love that album. Was, you were outside in that album. You were having fun in that album. I don't, I don't no, love, I no, he not, he not I love volume two. He don't. Not me. <laughs> Let's say, I don't, see, that's why I said when I started the show, I said combo goes with who he likes. That's what I said. Yeah. He, he likes Luka Dunn. That's not me. See, I see. I don't got to like him. But I'll still acknowledge he's the best though, even though I don't like him. It, does, it doesn't even matter to me. It's all it's all business. It's all it is what it is. Mm. So when I'm sitting here watching, I'm not watching like I love Jay-Z. And oh, this no, was the greatest thing. No, no. I, you know what I'm saying? You can't say DMX is commercial music. People will think it is because it got mass spins. And people know it. Let DMX, me ask you this. DMX, DMX is not commercial music, so, but they made it commercial through popularity, through the money. Hold on. So <laughs> let me ask you this then. <laughs> Let's 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 explore that. Get at me, dog. Th those first two albums that went platinum in the one year, right? The, that was gritty music. That could not be considered commercial. When he did the song with Cisco, was that a commercial song? Yeah, that's one commercial record. Mm. But that's not a commercial album. But I was on that album. But it doesn't. When you do a commercial song, y'all gonna do it, make Heineken. me lose my mind. Heineken that's a commercial Paul, record, bro. Heineken, Paul, Heineken, 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 Heineken. One or two commercial records does not make it a commercial album. That's your singles to sell a product. That's a clickbait. That's not a clickbait. <laughs> Got him. That's that a clickbait, clickbait. SO. How? Because you're you're sending out three commercial singles. It's still it's still you. It's still it's still Come you. It's so what no, makes a commercial album then? Uh, a yeah, that's what I wanted to ask. That's, that's a great you. question. Michael Jackson's Off the Wall. No, no, no. I mean, no, 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 no. Not an example. Michael Jackson's Thriller is a commercial album. Based on what? Let's let's there work it out. Because you set out to 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 hit the masses. Now, if I'm if I'm Nas and I'm rhyming to everybody in York and this record just goes crazy, then that's dope. You've had commercial success. You're not a commercial artist. I, but what's the definition of a commercial so, no, let's, record. Let's, let's let's roll it out. You, your attempt is to hit out the masses. Okay, yeah. commercial deliberately. Record. So De deliberately. What, what's the order of operations to hit out the masses on purpose? Oh, it's 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 it's, it's the beat selection. It's, it's it's the tone that you're gonna rap. That you rap on the song. It's who you choose to be featured on 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 the record. Like uh, uh when you set out to be commercial, you got Katy Perry, right? Yeah. 
Katy Perry got the white fans. She look good. She got the bad body. What's going to give Katy Perry appeal to the other people? We take her and put Snoop Dogg on it. Boom. Now all the black people see her. Boom. FX. Now you got Snoop Dogg here. You got the white people here. You got a synergy. You throw some Chinese people in there. You throw some Spanish people in there. East now, Coast, West Coast, they, 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 Asian market. Commercial success. Bang. When, Wild, you, yeah. when you doing Hard Knock Life by Jay-Z, you're not thinking about that. This is what I'm trying to tell you. You're not thinking about commercial success with carrying over. You're hoping, this is what you're hoping, that that sample from that movie is a big deal. And I'm telling y'all, it wasn't. People didn't even know. You know what I'm like? I knew it. I just told you. The video made it come alive. Of course. With the kids. See, the song yeah, was out. True, true, see, people, see, people weren't there. The song was out, and it was dope, and you saw the kids. Doing it in the water in New York, out of here. But isn't that also part of the marketing to make it more appealing? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I mean, marketing is a part of marketing is a part of everything. But what I'm talking about when you setting out to do certain things, that's what that's what your target is. That's what your that's what you're shooting for to have these people say, "I want all these different people to like my stuff." But. Because of the restrictions we have on hip hop, you got to write your own rhymes. You got to be authentic and real. Can a rapper on his first or second album really have the intentions to be commercial out the gate? Are, are we going to give him that grace, that respect, that understanding? I think some of the one hit wonders do. Yeah, that, that's, yeah that, but that's that was, those are accidentals. Some of them are, but some some people just realize you got one record. Here's a question for you and guys: they make yeah. money. When you guys see that one hit. Is there any indicators that tell you this artist will stick around or won't stick around? It, usually, how you know is on the inside is when you hear the second and third single, especially back in the day. You'd be like, all right, we know they're going to put the gravy train behind this. They're going to put the money behind it. At this point, Esso and I will tell you, when that first single comes, the clock is ticking now. The, in the era Esso came in, they already knew. The clock was already ticking. We have to roll out. Now these artists be dead in the water. They have one single, and Esso be looking like this. All right, hon. They dropped this in March. They got about until ju July. It's just not made for them. Yeah, it ain't. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a catch-22. Mm. That's all. Them as in who? The, art the artists. It was never made for them before, but now with the technology and so many artists and streaming and everything, like they're really, they're really one hit wonder you to death. Uh, and you know why? And just bringing in the next person, mm -hmm. and because we learned the one hit is enough to sustain and keep catapult a label for the whole year. One hit, not an album, not an album. It's one hit. The way streaming is set up and the amount of money they get. It's like when you think about Meek Mill. Meek Mill said that he went into the label and going bad with him and Drake made the label $24 million. He got $1 million. There you go. You know what I'm saying? He got $1 million. So it's in the label's best interest to yeah. just churn out singles. It's cheaper. Yes. And the return profit mm. is way higher. Mm. And because that artist's value will increase, right? No, if they no, stick no. around. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. If, they, if they stick That's around. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Then you bring in the new person, they have less value, right? They you don't have to pay got, them as much. They all got they all got less value as we bring them in. It's like it's it's the same way in sports. Why they don't want to bring on the veteran because you gotta pay him too much money, so they'll go with the G League two way player or they'll they'll go back inside the draft 
draft. Or, or, or how about this? When you get draft second round, you can get a newer contract faster if you perform illa. Mm-hmm. Real quick, uh, Ice Spice Munch was great. Yeah. Does she stick around? Because she's had some follow-ups. I, I think based on how she looks and carries herself, and I feel like people, me, this is a feeling. I don't know this to be accurate because usually we should think about this. I think there's enough people behind the scenes that will try to keep her alive a little bit longer if she I, falls off. Ice Spice is on a big number one record with Pink Pantress yeah. right now. And, so that keeps it going. And she has a co-following. You know what I'm saying? Like, people people can say that she can't perform. People can say that they don't get it. But remember one thing. She's from the Bronx, New York. And New York MF's got swag for days. And people love Ice Spice, okay? They do. So don't let's you just, love stories like that? Like what? just making videos in the Bronx and it could lead to this? Like that's the beautiful thing about him. I mean, you know, that's the picture that they got to paint. But but regardless of what it is, <laughs> people love Ice Spice. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It just works. What's the biggest misconception about the space you're in, the podcast space? I know SO kind of groups it in with the social media space as well because, I, you know, when he says podcast, he says social media as well. And I don't think of you guys as just podcasters, right? Uh, we're but, not. I don't yeah. even use the word. Yo, Pete, there well, is we're more no, broadcasters, right? And the podcast I don't platform. use none of these. There I, is I, no, I despise titles. You go. Well, we were just titling. I, I'm, we're I'm not, let I don't want to. I don't, don't despise titles, but I'm going to Well, we've been ti- Well, he was just titling Drake rapper. Well, I don't despise no, no, no. titles. No. That's not oh, me. okay, gotcha. We're individuals. Gotcha. Fair, 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 fair. No, he, I don't despise titles. Here's fair, the thing fair, with fair, titles, fair, right? Fair. I've always said this, and, and y'all, y'all been around the industry. Back in the day, being an A&R was a big deal. So people would have a, a, a snobbish attitude and an elitist energy towards other individuals. I'm an A&R. I mean, so now, and you know, granted, you work hard to get the title, but it comes off like, did you really get this? Were you someone's man's? Whatever. Now with these titles, I'm a podcaster. What do you do? It don't sound right saying. But why? But why? Yo? It don't sound right saying he's I'm a podcast. He's always right? so like he's so aggressive. And, I'm aggressive. That's a lot of nerve. Stop, stop. You do have a lot of nerve. Seriously. And, and, yo, seriously. Yo, calling Heineken aggressive? Who am I aggressive? To? And I and I think aggression is great. I mean, aggression could lead to who, success who, in a lot of ways. Who am I aggressive to? I'm, I'm. He knows you. I'm a, um, I'm a throw my phone on. I'm that's a, wait. That's why we get into so many tests because you try to be too aggressive. And I'm, I'm a passive. Let him talk. I'm a passionate talker. Okay. It's and I like, can't be passionate? It's like, it's like, no, because you be looking at I, boom. He looks at the people that admire us totally different than I do. That's why I say that he, you don't have to look around. He Tell me more. That. Tell me more. I look at them totally different. Like, he gets offended by certain things that I don't get offended by. Like Vice versa. Like, I'm blessed. When it comes to this space here, right? We all are. It, it ain't it ain't too many things that get to get me offended about anything. Like, I agree with that. It ain't nobody that. But he said he said I, I I get offended. He don't he don't have nothing that I get offended by. I'm the one that's walked that talks him or off the lounge. What do I get offended by? Tell me, Yo, Hine. How come when they, they DM me, they're not even talking about money within the first line or two? <laughs> that's a no cop. That is something he would say. That's I know. haven't said that to me, but that's something he would that's say. Old. But also, like, People you got they gotta pay me for my knowledge. That's ain't, that Come ain't on, nothing, bro. but I'm not offended. By but, but, but here's where, here's where so, I'm coming so from. So you think I'm gonna get my knowledge? I want you to get your money. Yeah, I love of it. Of course, I love and it. I'm not mad at it, though. But, but I'm I, just curious. 
You think I should give my knowledge away I never for free? Said that. No, I didn't say you. Okay. I pointed at him because he's looking like, bro. You know, bro. Gary V talks about it. Jab, okay. jab, hook. You got to give a little bit away for free. Hook. Okay, okay, okay. So you know what they get for free? You know what they get for Podcasts. free? Podcasts. Every time that they watch me on YouTube. <laughs> oh, you so get... they can't talk to you on the DM for free. Are you out of your mind? My time is money, bro. What are you talking about? No, no. I asked the question. You see, you see, you see how he's getting aggressive? I asked the question. You see how he's getting aggressive? You got aggressive. Bro. You said, yo, bro, I asked the question. I'm and he said, curious. what are you talking about? I'm not I'm talking. Curious. I'm asking the question. I am talking. I'm, I'm about curious. The why, why, why should I talk to people on DM for free? Tell me. What am I getting from that? So I'm, I'm supposed to give them all my knowledge. There is some element like, no, of build, no, uh, no, brand building. No, here. no, no. I'm so, my brand building is on YouTube. What else more do I have to do? You get, I, get, I damn near give a tutorial. Watch the damn YouTube. And then you don't got to worry about it. But then you want to DM me and ask me what I think about this. My time is money. If you want, if you really want to know what's up, you send me my money. You ask me how much is it for a <laughs> consultation so you can get this advice so you can go on and make money too. I'm not here to make you money. And I'm not gonna get no you out your mind. But let me explain it's a business. Why baby. I get offended by these titles and how people perceive it. It don't take much for you to get cold and get out of this game. You all three of us know that. So there's a certain level of humbleness that we have because we we've been through the rough times. So when people come up like, yeah, oh, I just caught a, a video that did a million views. Okay, and oh, between it's about, the, it's about consistency. But between the three of us, we've done at least half a billion. Or this year alone. So when I see it and you're like coming up all braggadocious, yeah, what are you doing? I'm like, and it's always the titles. I'm a journalist. And it comes off so elitist amongst other people. Why? Because this person has a regular job. SO has never, the, what I appreciate, all the things he's done in the industry. Think about you. You don't talk about, you've played professional basketball. You don't even go into that. Unless they you, ask me. But when you're playing against dudes, I see how you do. If they start acting up, you're the reason you forced J.R. Smith to play up. Because he identified, oh, this guy, he can really and play. And then S.O. goes on other podcasts saying J.R. Smith busts. He shot eight three-pointers in your face, he bro. Did. No, he didn't. Stop. He cooked you. Stop. We're going to. No, gonna, no, no. But J.R. Smith played back. Him. No, but the reason why J.R. First of all, I got the best of him first half, and he definitely got this best of him second Smith half. J.R. Smith cooked him. Because no, J.R. <laughs> Smith underestimated combo. He Especially did. those first three baskets. Yeah. When you caught that finger roll down the lane, I, he looked, he said, oh, this play. When that motherfucker I'll tell you one did, thing. When he did the sweetest reverse I ever seen oh. live, I said, oh, oh combo yeah. pissed him off. Combo pissed him off. He's, a, he's an NBA champion, but... When I ripped him, he found me really hard. He found me real hard in transition. He so did. that means he was he was, he knew he was, he was somewhat mad. upset. He was no, what was going he, on. Because you, you caught him off guard. Yeah. Once he saw the moves, he like, this guy has had least and, played. And you're a white boy. So yeah. not only did he not know that you played ball, you was a white boy. So he double underestimated you because you know that's where black people's races at. Yeah, that's the when that racism court. come in. Black people be like, oh nah, this we're not racist. White boy, white to, boy on a basketball court, nah. racism comes Jumps out. out. I'm cooking him. And that's, that's why Jr. ran us. He said, "I own your boy." And you know what we had to do? Put our head down. Nobody owns combo. Them them eight three pointers and that and that sweetest. It wasn't eight. That that's eight, like the yo. that's like the fish keeps yo, getting bigger. We out here, yo. Like and subscribe, this dude. Combo. Right, we out. We out. It's twelve thirty. Man. Boom, <laughs> boom. Where can we find you guys? Backfuel. Backfuel. Go to B A G F U E L. We both there. Go to my personal joint, E S S O W R L D. And his is H Y N A K E N. Bow. Please believe it. We're out.
There it was. Episode 456 is in the books. Big shouts to S.O.N. Heineken of Bag Fuel. Fun episode, man. Fun episode. Shouts to Gotham Podcast Studios in New York City where we recorded that one. You could catch some clips, some video clips of this episode on my IG. My Instagram is 1-2-Combo. O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Thank you to everyone who tunes into the show across the globe. Be on the lookout for episode 457 Combo out.